How about that? That'll be cool. Hey, how are we all doing? Some of you are good. Has anyone had a holiday yet? Anyone? Okay, a few of you had it. Is people still waiting for holidays? Oh, not, anyone not having a holiday? Oh, that's, okay, you're not really responsive yet. That's all right. That's okay. Can you believe it's the beginning of a new year, but not just that, it's the beginning of a new decade as we look now into the 2020s. That excites me because I think there is something about a beginning, something new that fills us with fresh hope when we have the chance to start again. Does anyone know what I mean when I say that? Like a new year gives us a fresh start, doesn't it? A new decade also gives us a fresh start. There's something about the beginning of something new that fills us with fresh hope. And a new year gives you that chance. But you know, many people will look back on their last year or even your last decade and on review be glad that it's over. I wonder if there's anybody sitting in that category that today as you think about the 2010s, you're glad that it's kind of over. And looking to the new year and the new decade, your heart is that I'm praying this would be the best decade yet. Now, I'm not here to burst anyone's bubbles today. But there is no guarantee, is there, that this year or the future years will be any better than the past years? Is that true? Is that a reality? But in my last comment, there is a challenge that I felt I was given in my own time of reflection for the past year and the past decade. You see, it's easy to look back on our lives over the last 10 years and recall very quickly the things that weren't very good. Like if I stop and think, I can think pretty quickly the things that went wrong and recall those very quickly, particularly in our city as we think back over the last 10 years on the tragedies that happened on a major scale. We had massive earthquakes and thousands and thousands of them that had a lasting impact on our city and its people and particularly on our children. Then we had the bushfires here in the city and we've also had the tragic shootings last March in our city. Our city has been through a lot, would you agree, in the last 10 years. But at a personal level, many people over the last decade have also had major personal battles, whether it be with help, uh, health or whether it be with uh, the loss of loved ones and the list of things that people have faced personally on a big scale would be a large list. So it would be easy to be glad to see the end of the 2010s. And in many respects, there's been plenty to lament, plenty to grieve. And that's right, and that's okay. But it is so good to have the opportunity, is it not, to start fresh with the 2020s. I myself am believing for the 2020s to be an incredible decade. That's what it means to be a person of faith and hope. But I felt the challenge in my reflection to also look back over the last 10 years and look for where the good was. The amazing people that I had in my life. The opportunities that I have been afforded personally. The many blessings that I've received in my life. The fact that no matter what I faced, I had the hope of Christ in my heart and the promises of God to give me courage. There was a lot that I could look back on and give thanks for. The person I was when I started the last decade, no laughing, has matured in its faith and knowledge of God. I've grown in faith and trust of God. I've become a little more aware of the needs of others, that's a good thing, become a little less selfish. 
And as I began to reflect on the last decade, the things I was thankful for began to grow and grow to the point where I no longer looked back at only what went wrong, but saw all the things that I'm incredibly grateful to God for that have happened in my life. I encourage you this morning, as you begin this new decade, that you do take the time, if you haven't already, not to ignore the big events, but to look for the small positive changes that were made in your life and to look for God's hand in the midst of the last year or even the last 10 years. And if you will do that, if you will take the time to reflect over your life for the past decade, you will find many, many, many blessings that God has given you in your life. It's an incredibly rewarding process. When you do that, and when you do that well, it releases you to look forward in the certainty that God was with you throughout the 2010s, and he will then be with you throughout the 2020s, no matter what you face. See, to set up the 2020s, it's good to be thankful for the 2010s, because that reminds you of the faithfulness and the goodness of God in your life. So we finish the 2010s with thanksgiving, and we enter the 2020s with thanksgiving. The way we end something can determine the way we enter something new. Perhaps you're sitting here today wondering what you've really achieved in your own life in the last year. Maybe you've read the recent honors list that was released. Has anybody read that? See who gets honored in our nation. Lots of people get honored, sports people and the likes get honored throughout the last year or for things that they've done through their life. And when you read the list, perhaps like me, you end up comparing yourself to them and think, well, what have I really done that matches what they've done? Now, the danger with comparison is there will always be someone who appears to have done or achieved more than you have. That same danger lies with social media and comparison on a daily basis. Other people's lives look or can look better than your own. Instead of comparison with what others are acknowledged for, look at what you have personally achieved in your life over the last 10 years. The greatest accomplishment is not what you were able to achieve in your own strength, with your own skill, but what God was able to achieve through your life that has eternal purpose and eternal value. In Hebrews 11, toward the end of the New Testament, we see an honors list of a different kind. It's a list of honors, and it honors people for their faith. It honors those who truly put their trust completely and wholeheartedly in God. It may be that you are not recognized by the world for the achievements you've got or done with your life, but that you'll be recognized by God for the trust that you place in Him, that you would trust God in the big days, in the big moments, but also in the very ordinary moments and ordinary days. Listen to some of the heroes of faith that were honored. Abel was honored for an offering that he brought to God. Enoch was one who pleased God in his conduct. Now the Bible says, it is, uh, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So Enoch's faith is what pleased God. Can I tell you today, your faith in him is what pleases him. 
putting your faith in God, putting your trust in Him is what brings pleasure to God and pleases Him. Noah was obedient to God in the midst of criticism. Your obedience is honored by God. Abraham followed God into the unknown. His trust in God's leading was credited to him as faith. Your trust in God through the unknown chapters of your life pleases God and is faith. When you are walking through an unknown season of your life or an uncertain season of your life, but you trust God, that is faith and that pleases God. Sarah saw a miracle of childbirth in old age because she trusted the one who had made the promise. Like Sarah, we continue to trust God and his promises throughout 2020. So as we leave behind 2019 and head into 2020, we continue in consistent, uncompromising faith. That is what pleases God. And God will honor you for your faith. And that's an honor list that I want to make. Living assured of the eternal future, we know we are promised. And it's that steady faith that receives its reward in heaven. You may not receive a crown here on the earth and make it onto man's honors list, but you are certain to receive a crown in eternity. Hebrews 11, verse 13 to 16, all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on the earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they'd been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has pre prepared a city for them. As we live by faith, we set our hearts on eternity. We know this life, this place called earth, is temporary and ultimately is not our home. Heaven is. Heaven is our destiny. Heaven is our home. So regardless of what might happen here in our time on the earth, we know that one day when we were received home because of our faith in Christ, we know we will enter eternity where all pain and all suffering and all difficulty and all challenge will cease. Who's looking for that? Colossians 3 verse 1 to 10. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. So as we enter 2020, through faith in Christ, we set our hearts and our minds on things above, not on earthly things. When I do that, I get heaven's perspective on the things I go through in life and the things I face on the earth. Who wants to live their life with heaven's perspective? Then we set our hearts, we set our minds on things above. Your faith in 2020 
is what will please God. Your faith, your trust in Him. Your ability to keep an eternal perspective and your willingness to trust Him every day is what truly counts. That is of far more importance to God than anything else. The best Instagram picture ever taken may win you favor with people, but the solid, consistent, and often unseen trust and faith in God is what gains you God's favor. This morning, I want to give you three choices. Three choices that if we make these choices in 2020, we will look back at the end of this year and see the year as a success. Three choices that are lived by faith and will produce a fruitful year. These three choices are found in Psalm 116. I'm going to read the whole psalm to you. It's verse 1 through 19. Are you ready for a whole psalm? Okay, Jono is, so he can have it. I'm going to read it to you, Jono. No. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the unweary. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I trusted in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted. In my alarm, I said, everyone is a liar. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Truly I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people in the courts of the house of the Lord in your midst, Jerusalem. Now there is a whole lot in this psalm. And I would encourage you if you have time to look into this psalm and to meditate upon it. One thing I want to mention that isn't really a part of my message is simply that we recognize generational faithfulness. And I love that part, and I encourage you to read it again. But I just want to pull out three simple truths, but important truths, that if we will choose to live by, we will positively impact our coming year. Here's the first one. We choose to give God a thank offering. As a sign of the psalmist's gratitude, for the Lord's deliverance in front of the godly, he would present a thank offering. In light of Jesus having released us from the hold of sin and it, the hold it had over our lives through his death and resurrection, he has delivered us into eternity through his sacrifice. Because of this deliverance, we will always be thankful and have every reason to praise the Lord. 
Thankfulness is a principle for us to live by. It's what gives us a right perspective. In fact, it does more for us than that. Thankfulness helps us to walk in humility. Thankfulness helps us to recognize where God is at work in our life. That we recognize that what we are achieving and what we are able to do is thanks to the work of God in and through our lives. Thankfulness gives me a right perspective and keeps my feet on the ground. It helps me to recognize that I'm not as great as I think I am. Without God at work in my life, I would achieve very little. But with God in my life and the work of the Holy Spirit, I'm able to achieve a whole lot. Thankfulness is vitally important. As a sign of the psalmist's gratitude for the Lord's deliverance in front of the godly, he would present his thank offering. It is what ensures that we don't stay locked in negativity, only seeing or remembering what we've lost, but remembering and being totally aware of what we have gained. What is it that you can look back on in 2019 or the previous decade and give thanks to God for? Perhaps it is the growth in your own life or in the life of your family. Perhaps it is the peace of God you had during very difficult and challenging times. What can you give God thanks for? I encourage you, as I did earlier in the message, to take time to thank God, to give Him a thank offering for all that He's done in and through your life for the last 12 months and even the last decade. Thankfulness releases me to truly praise and worship God. My worship is the spilling over of my thankfulness to the Lord. Here's the second choice this year. Call on the name of the Lord. We can't count on a lot this year. Things around us in our natural world are full of uncertainty and being made uncertain all the more with news media reports, political speeches and decisions, social media rants and opinions without fact, natural disasters and nation threatening nation and the list goes on and on and on that creates uncertainty for people. So there's a lot of things we can't count on this year, but what we can absolutely count on is God and his faithfulness. Psalm 100 verse 5, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. Is anybody thankful for the promises and the truth of who our God is? The love of the Lord will never run dry and His faithfulness will endure through all generations. Amen? Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. We can look to Him in 2020, knowing that he will be with us in it all, both the good and the difficult, God will be with us. Lots will be uncertain, but the Lord is totally certain. So we call on him. We call on the name of the Lord this year. Regardless of what you face, you look to God. You call on the name of the Lord. It doesn't matter what you walk through. You look to God. You call on the name of the Lord. He is the one who is good. 
and he will be with you in the midst of whatever you face. And the third and final one this morning is on us, fulfill our promises to God in 2020. Let me put it to you this way, stay the course in your relationship with the Lord. Many people make New Year's resolutions. I'm gonna get fit. I haven't made that one. I'm gonna spend less time on my devices. My wife hasn't made that one. Or the list could go on and on. Uh Uh-oh. I'm not going to say inappropriate things about my wife publicly in 2020. (laughs) I've never really been one to have New Year's resolutions, as I feel it's more wishful thinking than true conviction a lot of the time. And many never succeed in their endeavors. But to hold the course to one's faith is not wishful thinking or just a good idea. It's a conviction birthed in the depths of our heart through the revelation of who Jesus is and what he's done for us. It's held firm by relationship with God and the true knowledge of his infinite love for us. It's founded in the true and certain hope that can only be received through relationship with the Lord Jesus It's knowing what I have received in and through my relationship with God that it becomes a conviction, not just a resolution or a good idea. It's a conviction. I know who my God is and I will stay the course in my faith and fulfill all that I've promised to the Lord. Listen to Joshua and his commitment to the Lord. Joshua 24 verse 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, Then choose for yourselves this day day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. Here's his commitment. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And this is also true for me and my family. We will serve the Lord. The Lord, and it's a commitment we have made, and I know it's a commitment most of you here today have also made, but we will stand firm and we will stay the course on that conviction throughout 2020. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. As for you and your household, conviction, you will serve the Lord. You will fulfill the promises that you've made To him, when I got saved, and it was radical, and it was an incredible encounter with Jesus, and I recognized the love of God in my life that I'd been searching for all the days of my life up to that point, I told God I would serve him with my life. And because I told God I would serve him, I will stay true to my vow, and I will serve God for the rest of my life. And it's the same for all of you in this room. When God got a hold of you, and the revelation of Jesus gripped your heart, you said, Lord, I will serve you for the rest of my life and you will stay true to your commitment to God in 2020. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We will not turn from it. As the worship team comes back, just as well, I was getting a bit excited, first Sunday of the year, we will take our cue again this year from Psalm 116. We will give thanks to the Lord. We will call on the name of the Lord, the name that is above every other name. We will call on his name regardless 
of what we go through and we will keep our promises to him and we will stay the course through this year and throughout this next decade. Would you stand with me as I pray for you this morning? Let's pray. Lord, first and foremost, we thank you that as we begin this year and start this decade, we are totally confident in the knowledge that we do not start it alone. But we thank you for your presence with us in and through all that we do. We thank you, God, that according to Scripture and the revelation in our own lives and our own experience, you are good and your love endures forever. We thank you for your faithfulness that will be seen throughout all generations. We choose today to continue to walk in faith, to again put our trust completely into your hands and to serve you, Lord, with all our hearts, looking for your reward and not the reward of man. We acknowledge our need for you again this year. And Lord, we choose to anchor our hope to you in the midst of every circumstance we find ourselves in day after day, faithful in our love and service of you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.